This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, the Liga show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Steve Wiss and James Easton with me, Rob Daly, as we look ahead to round 28. But first of all, boys, that is the, that is the man, the sound of a man clapping in a very empty room. Um, but you deserve the applause because it's been another tremendous week, James. Unbelievable stuff on the weekend. Yeah, we had a great week last weekend, Rob. I had uh, three winners from three last week. Had to dig deep as well, didn't I, last week to find the tips. They That's didn't some odd stand stuff, out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they worked. So it shows the research paid off. So yeah, three winners out of three for me. And I think Steve's got, Steve had a brilliant week as well. And I think Steve's got the figures for where we stand now for this season. Yeah, well, in the words of the late John Motson, this just keeps getting better and better and better, doesn't it, Rob? Um Plus 29.06 on the season for units uh, profit and 15.38% uh, uh, yield. We actually made uh, six unit profit on the show last week. We had some great picks. Could have been even better. I was one to lose goal away from a plus 380 winner as well. So it would have been to an unbelievable level then. But we would have taken that if he had offered it to us. Um, I, I, again, I salute this man, James. Whenever James seems to have any sort of losing week, he bounces back not just with winners, <laughs> but like with a hundred percent. So there was some really good variation of picks and at the minute we're flying. So we just got to try and keep it up. Return on investment for the season, more than 15% now. And as um, Steve mentioned, more than 29 units up for the campaign, by far the best performing show. And I think people are starting to work it out, uh, judging by social media, that this is the best show performing on the Bet Rivers Network in terms of uh, football right now. Um, we've got a few games to get to, but interestingly, Steve, let's do this, do, do this from you quickly. There was major overlap to the point that you had to go back into the markets and just find something a bit different. Well, it was, it was one of those weeks. I, I had a feeling we would have very similar picks. Um, um, I didn't think we were going to near, near enough end it with exactly the same pick. So I did just tweak a couple of things. But as you'll see, I think we've got some some good selections coming up. Okay. Well, let's start with Ajaxio Monaco. Um, both of you have picks here. I think it's five matches total we're touching upon this week. And Steve, I'll come back to you first of all. Monaco, I thought yeah. you just weren't going to do this to yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, initially, I was thinking my main pick for the game is actually going to be what James's pick is. I'll let him describe that one. But um, I'm I'm just simply I actually had a good week on Monaco uh, last week. Personally, uh, a lot of my winners on Monaco matches seem to come not on this show, but um, I've been improving with them. Um, I took a goal scorer against them last week in uh, Balogun, 
um on twitter and stuff um did a video for it and everything but um and i'm going to take a goal scorer again here i'm going to take wissam ben yedda to score any time for monaco he's at plus 138 to score any time and um this man is i mean james is loving his form right now because he could he's still in the golden boot race and his minutes per goal ratio is is sensational 87 minutes um every goal he scores, which is better than uh, Mbappe's ratio of 96. It's better than Jonathan David's 115 minutes ratio. So, um, you know, he's not always, he doesn't last the, the full 90 very often. And there was a lot of criticism that the manager took last week. He took Ben Yedder off after 60 minutes against Rams. And I think it was a mistake because he's the man that looks most likely to score goals for Monaco at the moment. He scored a brace against uh, Troyes recently in a match they didn't really play very well in. But he just has that moment of, um, yeah, he has a poacher's instinct, really, does Ben Yedder. And he can finish chances from from almost from nothing. He can have a very quiet game and then suddenly find the back of the net. I honestly thought he was going to be minus money any time scorer for this game. I really did. Because bear in mind, when these two teams met in the previous meeting, um, Monaco beat Ajaccio 7-1. And Ben Yedder scored a hat-trick in that game. So he obviously likes facing Ajaccio. I said a few months ago, didn't I? A couple of months ago, if you just bet against Ajaccio every single week for the rest of the season, you're probably going to make money because they're just not good enough at this level of football. They don't score enough goals, but they concede. They do concede a few goals as well, as you'd expect for a team down there that's lost a lot of games recently. I think it's a massive price for a, a player who's in the golden boot race. He scores a lot of goals. He's also on penalties. Uh, my man. Uh, Jeremy Pena is on VAR duties here. He does like to give a penalty. Watch out for that, a VAR penalty in here, potentially. Um, but I think there's a very good chance. I mean, a Jatio foul a lot as well. Plus 138 on one of the biggest, most reliable strikers in the league, really. Um, just to hit the back of the net at least once, I think is a huge price. Yeah. <clears throat> Wilson Ben is such a great goal scorer and an uncomplaining footballer, I would say. He's had a hard time, I think, over the last 18 months for both club and country. He missed out on the World Cup squad. They didn't go to Qatar with France. And for a player who scores, as Steve has pointed out, so many goals at such a fantastic rate, he spends an awful lot of time on the substitutes bench for Monaco, either from the start of matches or, like last week, having been brought off and just gets on with it. His goal-scoring rate is fantastic. Um, so he is a reason why I've got a pick on this game as well, Rob. My pick is on Monaco to win the match minus 0.75 Asian handicap against Ajaxio, which is available at minus 113. Now, if you look at Monaco's form, you might think it's not a good time to be backing them because they've actually lost two of their last three matches, taking only one point from nine. I don't think their poor form matters really, this weekend. The reason being, they are playing an Ajaxio side who are eminently beatable. And the main reason I think Ajaxio are so beatable is, as again, as Steve has mentioned, their lack of goals. They really are struggling in League One this season to find the net. They're the division's lowest scorers. They've got just 20 goals in 27 games. And they're not actually, if you watch their games, they're not actually creating chances they're creating very, very few clear scoring chances in their matches recently. Look at their expected goals figures, which is something I, I don't check that often, actually. But looking at Ajaxio's expected goals figures recently, very often it's under 0.5 expected goals a game. Very little quality in the final third in this Ajaxio squad. So 
going back onto Monaco, yes, they're in poor form, but with someone like Ben Yedra around and other players, of course, in that Monaco side who are good, Alexander Golovan, we've seen play well this season. Uh, they've got Embolo, who can also come in up front. They won't need to play that well, in my opinion, to win this match. We saw that happen to Ajaxio last weekend. They lost 1-0 to Montpellier uh, with Eli Wai coming off the bench and scoring the winner. Quite a similar type of finisher, actually, to Wissam Ben Yedda. So I don't think we need Monaco to be dominating the game or playing to their best to win here. I just feel we need them to have one or two moments of quality and they'll get the three points because Ajaxio have got so little to hit you back with. So, yeah, that's my thinking on the game. Uh, my pick on the match again is Monaco minus 0.75 Asian handicap, and that's available at minus 113. Could you just explain it quickly, James, because we, we go through these quite often, exactly what that that price means. Yes. Not so the price, minus, sorry, the bet, the bet, sorry. Yeah, the bet. So my, minus 0.75 Asian handicap. It is a difficult thing to get your head around. It, it, sometimes it's easier to, to actually read this stuff as well, but... Basically, half of your stakes will be placed on Monaco with a minus 0.5 start, and half of your stakes will be placed on Monaco with a minus one start. So were they to win the game by a single goal, the half of your stakes that were placed on Monaco minus one will be returned to you, and the half of your stakes that were placed on Monaco to win by minus 0.5 goals will be a winner. So it's somewhere between saying we think Monaco will win the game by half a goal and win the game by one goal. So how that then plays out in terms of your stakes can get a bit complicated. But in the very simplest terms, a minus 0.75 Asian handicap start means that if Monaco win this game, you will make some kind of profit. How much profit you make will be dictated by whether they win by a single goal or go on and win by two goals or more. But in the most simple terms, this is a pick on Monaco to win the match and you will make a profit as long as they do that. Very nice explainer, uh, James. Uh, I think it's probably worth doing that every now and then uh, for people who are just tuning into the show for the first time. Steve, quick one. Will still, again, <laughs> he, he's done it again, a win at Monaco last time out. Yeah, they're starting to go on my suspicious list, though, because, you know, I often go about expected goals against <laughs> overachievement. What are you and, on about your suspicious list? Well, teams that are basically so far overachieving their metrics, they can't sustain it. And Rams are starting to do that, certainly on the defensive side of their game. Mm. Um, they are now overachieving X XGA by plus 10.49. And only Lance uh, are overachieving more in that department at plus 11.17. What is so, that? Is that Balogun? What? Uh, no, this is the defensive aspect. So oh, you're talking about goal, goalkeepers and teams missing chances against you. But most, a big part of that is the goalkeeper. Okay. Um, Rams not in amongst the picks this week, perhaps because they're on the Steve Wiss suspicious list, <laughs> which is a new... <laughs> I think they might lose. I think he, I think Will still might finally lose against Marseille okay. this week. Well, the hype in England is, is very real right now. Yeah, they take on Marseille in the late game on Sunday. Okay, uh, let's go to Toulouse-Lille. And I think you've both got the same thing here. I think you've stuck with it, Steve. So, um, James, you go first. Yes, Toulouse versus Lille. So we've both gone on this game having uh, lots of goals. My pick is on over 2.75 goals, which is available at minus 129. There are a couple of reasons why we should expect lots of goals here. The first one, and the main one for me, is Lille's disastrous defensive team news. 
they might be without their entire first choice back four for this game. So it points towards there being plenty of chances for Toulouse at the very least. Um, so yeah, to run through the players that will be missing in this game for Lille, Thiago Jallo is out for the season. We already knew that. He picked up a serious injury a couple of games ago. He's been their best central defender this season, so they were missing him. Uh, Diakite, who is the automatic starter at right back is out of this game for Lille as well is who is their first choice at left back has been out for getting on for a month now and when he was ruled out they thought he'd be back after a month so he's getting closer to full fitness but we think he's going to be out this weekend and Jose Font who is the second centre back he was missing last weekend and he might be out this weekend as well. So we're going to be without three, we think, of Lance's first choice back four. It might be all four of them. And Benjamin Andre, who's their main central holding midfielder, he's suspended. So it's terrible team news for Lille. It just points towards them conceding a lot of chances, which they tend to do anyway. They're quite an open and entertaining and attack-minded side. And this weekend, more than ever before, they're going to have to rely on the attacking side of their play to try and get points here because defensively, it's very difficult to see how they can put up any sort of meaningful resistance given that they've got so many players out. So I think that is the main factor for me. I think it points towards it being a very open game. We saw Lille last weekend involved in a 3-3 draw against uh, Leon with Jonathan David getting a hat-trick, two of them from the penalty spot. So... Lille can score goals. They've been great to watch this season. Lots of attacking players have been in great form for many weeks at a time. They will be relying on that this weekend. And looking at Toulouse, they've been very, very positive at home all season as well. And that's certainly borne out in their stats going into the game uh, because 18 out of Toulouse's 27 league matches this season have had three or more goals and eight of Toulouse's 14 home matches have had three or more goals. So if you look at the stats over the season, it points towards this game having three or more goals. And I think that team news on Lille just makes it even more likely that we're going to see a very open and entertaining game here. And and just again on Lille, they are going very hard for a place in Europe. Um, And they're slightly off the pace uh, compared to where they'd like to be. So I see them going for a win here rather than thinking that a draw away to Toulouse is a good result. I think everything is pointing towards plenty of goals here. So that was my thinking behind the pick. It's over 2.75 goals at minus 129. And I know Steve has come up with something pretty similar on the game as well. Yeah, I'm going even a step further here. I'm taking over three goals at plus 105. Uh, It's effectively the same thing. Uh, we need it. We need at least three goals in this game. Um, James will win half if there is exactly three, and I would push if there's three. I don't mind a push; won't lose anything. So, um, yeah, I like the idea of at least three goals in this. But really, they should be a lot more. James has covered a lot of this. Um, Lille team news is horrendous defensively. We saw that last week against Leon, a match they had a lot of control in, by the way. And really, I think they would have won that game if they did have just half of their defence, but they just didn't have the the players to shut down Lacazette. And Toulouse has got some dangerous defensive players themselves. I think some other bets you could look at for this game, some other picks. Toulouse's team totaled over one and a half is as big as plus 148. I think that's a huge price for Toulouse just to score two goals against this 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 back line. I mean, it's not an official pick that I'm giving here, but that's I think that's massive price. 
Um, I'm expecting this to be something like a two-all draw. Don't rule out a three-all again. Don't rule out something ridiculous like a 4-3 either way because this there's no reason why this shouldn't be a shootout. End-to-end football, both teams are going to be going for it. To lose are in a lovely mid-table position where there's no pressure on them. They can swing hard, they can enjoy their football and they love playing offensive football. So I think it's the most obvious over bet of the week in France. And um, I'm very confident in this one. I'm, I say over three goals is my part of the selection uh, for a full unit at plus 105. Yeah, Toulouse 12 points clear of the relegation zone at the moment. Just comfortably mid-table. Why not go for it? Um, what was that Toulouse uh, goals price again, Steve? The two two goals? Over three goals. Oh, sorry. Plus 148 for their team total yeah. over one and a yeah. half. Very tempting. Yeah, it is, sounds good. Um, okay, boys, let's move on. So those are the two matches where uh, Steve and James have um, had similar uh, sort of interests. Uh, let's mix things up a little bit now, but we'll get the boys' thoughts on both, um, on all these matches as well. So Montpellier versus Clermont. Steve, you've got four picks total this week, so uh, we'll let you go um, go with what you've seen here. Yeah, the pick is Montpellier minus 0.75 Asian handicap at plus 110. And James has already explained what this handicap is. But basically, I mean, I could have easily just taken Montpellier money line straight on the nose. Um, and that is a, that would have been at minus 118. But um, I, I'm being aggressive here. I mean, we can be aggressive when we're in, the, in this position on, on the show at nearly plus 30 units. Uh, but fundamentally, I've just looked at Clermont have lost 11 games this season and eight of them have been by two or more goals. So when they do lose the game, they just, they're kind of never in the match, if you know what I mean. It's either they have a decent yeah. game and pick up points. Yeah, but when they lose, they lose fairly, sometimes heavily. Like last week, I was watching that game um, when they lost 4-0 against Lons. Louis Appender scored a, was it a four-minute hat-trick? Yeah, officially, five, five minutes. Oh, yeah. 35 hat trick. 35 or something like that, yeah. I mean, I was watching that game and I was like, why is neither one of us actually on, on Lons here? Because it looks such an obvious pick, actually, in, in hindsight. But... Um, uh, they're another team, Clermont. I said this a couple of months ago. Just keep backing against them every week for the rest of the season and you'll probably profit because they're just not a very good team. Um, they've done remarkably well to get the points they've got. Fair play. But they are a very, very limited outfit. And Montpellier are in good form. They've won four out of five. The Two of their last three home games, they beat Angers 5-0, beat Brest 3-0. And I don't actually think Clermont at the moment are an awful lot better than those two teams. Um, they're a bit better. And they just, Clermont have a knack of, they know when to sort of uh, take their chance against a team that's maybe struggling or like the Toulouse win they had. Toulouse were clearly fatigued after the cup match or that it was in their head. Clermont took advantage. This is not an easy game for them. Montpellier, if they win this match, I think they're looking, I mean, they're looking really good to avoid the drop anyway now, but just get another win on the board and it can really ease their their pressure. But fundamentally, they've got a lot more quality. They've got a lot more class. Clermont, I've often mentioned them all season. They had the best, um, most overachieving XGA in the league. Well, that, that's now come down. They haven't been able to sustain it. Um, it's only at plus one, plus one, 7.33 now, which is a little bit more manageable. Were they on um, the uh, Were they on the Steve Wish suspicious list? They uh, they were, and, and for good reason. And eventually, <laughs> it will find you out. It will eventually find you out. So, and it has done with Clermont a little bit. Maurice, you actually, you know, that he conceded a couple of goals against Lons that he wouldn't have normally done maybe in, early in the season. Um, I, I, I think Montpellier will win this match to nil, to be honest. I, I think it'll be like 2 0 or 3 0. 
So I'm happy to take this extra handicap if you want to be a bit more safe just or simple. Just take Montpellier money line if you wanted to. But uh, minus 75 handicap here. Uh, plus money, plus 10, plus 110. That will do me very nicely. Watching Claremont last weekend lose 4-0 at home to Lance, I was thinking, how on earth have they got the points on the board that they've yeah. got to be in mid-table? It's incredible. And and fair play, Steve. You flagged this up about two months ago that they were overachieving and that they had one of the weakest squads in League One. It is astonishing that they are not in the relegation battle. I think pre-season, when we did our futures bets, I think we both had them to be relegated this season, I think. I can't quite remember. But even though they're not going to be relegated, watching them at the moment, they probably should be because they're so limited all over the pitch. And yes, their defeat last weekend to Lance was actually mainly down to a couple of amazing individual mistakes in defence. But if you were to combine their squad with the Montpellier squad that they're facing this weekend and pick a starting eleven, there wouldn't actually be very many Claremont players in it. Montpellier have got a lot more individual quality. So if you just look at the league table over the season on a game like this, you might think it's it's quite a, an even meeting. But really, at the moment, Claremont are, are definitely one of the weakest teams in this division. Okay, uh, James, you're up next. And uh, it's a team we keep coming back to, a team you keep coming back to, which prompted a load of puns in the WhatsApp group. Yes. And our boss, Nigel, I think probably did, did come up with it, the best one with don't look back in in it doesn't really scan properly in Brett. don't look back in Angers. Uh but yes. it, looks good, it looks good it looks good don't look back in Angers. It, <laughs> it looks it looks it looks good written down um but Angers are back in the mix and they're away at Lance. Yeah they're away at Lance and surprise surprise I'm predicting another Angers defeat here which is um is so obvious but I just can't look past it because they're they're the weakest team in the division yeah. by some way. And so many problems on and off the pitch at Angers that opposing them uh, for me at the moment is the way to go. So the pick here is on Lance minus 1.5 Asian handicap at home to Angers, which is available at minus 112. So in simple terms, you need Lance to win this game by two or more goals to make a profit. Looking at it, I, I couldn't come up with any reasons why Lance won't win this game by a couple of goals. The, the difference in quality and momentum, crucially, between these two sides is why Lance looks such a strong pick uh, this weekend. So starting with Lance, uh, they had a great win last weekend. They won 4-0 away at Claremont. Um, Lois Appender scoring that hat-trick in four, four and a half minutes, whatever it was, um, which I was I, I saw stats saying it's the fastest League One hat-trick in 50 years. So he goes into the game in great personal form and it was a really important win for Lance because they won just one in seven before that match last weekend. So they'll have huge confidence on the back of that win at Claremont. And it was a good weekend for them in other ways as well because their two rivals for a top three spot, Marseille and Monaco, both dropped points last weekend. So everything suggests that Lance will go into this home match uh, this weekend with their tails up. They'll be playing in front of a sellout crowd at Lance, which has been the case for every single one of their home games this season. So we should see a Lance side with lots of confidence, with momentum, with great motivation, everything to play for as they continue to chase the Champions League place. The opposite is true of Angers, who lost again last weekend, 2-0 at home to Toulouse. That is 21 defeats in 27 matches for Angers this season. Bottom of the table, 13 points from safety, no manager 
at the moment, a raft of problems off the pitch, which are nothing to do with football. So it's going to be a very, very long final two or three months of the season for the Angers players. And I just cannot see a way they're going to have the resilience to put up with what Lance are going to throw at them this weekend. And believe me, Lance are going to throw plenty at them because it's so important for them to get the points on the board. So it looked a really obvious pick here. Can I see a reason why Angers would avoid defeat by a couple of goals? Not really. So the pick here is very straightforward. It's Lance minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap and it's available at minus 112. Yeah, but I very nearly went with this same pick myself. Lois Appender, by the way, if you're interested in backing him anytime, he's minus 114 for this game, which is maybe tempting, actually. He's a very streaky player. He goes in cycles. He hadn't actually scored since uh, January before that hat-trick. So, um, but he should really get a few here. Uh, so the, the minus one and a half Asian handicap is one of my least favourite in football, so that's why I didn't personally uh, add it as a pick as well. But it looks good. Really, this should be a blowout. Have Lons- I mean, Lance are up there with... Uh, they're third, obviously, PSG, Marseille, Monaco, Rennes, Lille. They're in the middle of that group, which is the surprising name amongst the middle of that group. Steve, quickly, have they always been, we've been talking about your suspicious list, have they? Have their numbers, have the metrics matched up with their position in the table, despite the fact it's surprising they're currently in a Champions League qualifier position? They're, they're a weird team. They're actually underachieving by five goals and expected goals, but they're overachieving by 11 at the other end of the field. Um, well, so it kind of evens itself out a little bit. So I'm not, yeah. they're not, I'm not as suspicious. I'm as suspicious about them defensively. And I think James might want to say something about Bree Samba, the goalkeeper, because he's the main reason why they have done really well. Yeah, Bree Samba has been excellent. And we were talking just before we went on air. Obviously, we have the international break coming up this week and the France squad will be named. Goalkeeper in that France squad is the position of most interest before it's named because both Hugo Lloris and Steve Mandanda have retired from international football. So there's at least one and maybe two places up for grabs in Didier Deschamps squads for new names in goal. And Brice Samba at Lance is one of the names who's been mentioned strongly uh, all week in France. So by the time this game takes place, he might have had a France call-up. Well, we're waiting and seeing on that, but it could well happen. And yeah, he's been crucial. Saw quotes from Franck Hess, the Lance manager saying he doesn't really have a weakness, Brees Samba, in his game. He's very good with his feet as well as a very good goalkeeper in, in the more traditional sense. So we might be seeing him emerge as a France international over the next couple of weeks, actually. Um, he's well, been absolutely crucial. I'm commentating on that Ireland-France game uh, later on this month, so I'm looking forward to seeing who does line up in goal, if it will be Mike Magnon after his return from injury for AC Milan. A final pick now, uh, Steve Yu, Toi Brest, to close out the show. Yeah, this is uh, one of my, well, Steve Wish theory picks. Um, oh, a Steve Wish theory pick, yeah, yeah. An over pick. They're doing well for me this year, actually, Robin, <laughs> on this show. Uh, when, two poor, when two poor teams, two desperate teams play against each other, the goals can flow. And the pick is over 2.25 goals at minus 139. It's probably my least confident pick of the show this week. But I will always have faith in my theory here because I look at this, especially Twa, this is a must-win game. They have to win this game, in my opinion. Otherwise, they're in massive trouble. And, and Brest are only just outside the relegation zone by goal difference. So, you know, they can't... A point is okay for them, but when you're facing someone down there, you really need all three. And in my experience, like I say, these matches either become really tense nil-nil draws, and that doesn't really suit either team here, or they become a bit wild, where as soon as a goal scored, the other team is absolutely desperate to get back into it. If it's a one-all draw with 10 minutes to go... 
both teams are going for the win. And I really like backing overs in this sort of situation. I have gone with a more conservative goal line here, the over 2.25 line. If two goals exactly are scored, we'll only lose half. And the only reason I've done that is because can I, can I trust both teams offensively? I think there'll be some missed chances in this game as well. I think the pressure will be on. And I think um, it's the sort of situation where we could see some missed chances, but for, there'll be mistakes as well. And... Um, yeah, just a, a couple of stats just to round things off here. Trois defensively are, are horrendous. Conceded at least two goals in nine of the 12 games Kiz Norbo has been in charge of. 59 goals conceded overall this season, which is ridiculously poor. But their ex- actual XGA is 57.38 as well. So they're legitimately shocking at the back. No, they're not, no bad luck story or anything like that. Their defence is horrific. Brest have improved under Eric Guar, I must say. They do look a bit better. And I think Brest are going to win this game. I think Brest will come here and beat them. Um, I think I could see it like a 2-1 win for, for Brest. But uh, both teams should be going for it, logically, um, because it's a must-win game. It's just not a draw. Doesn't I mean, it's okay for Brest, only just okay. But um, I think we'll see Twa uh, really struggle. I think Brest will, will get the win. But over 2.25 goals, Rob. I like these favourable situations where the um, situation of the league table dictates the how the match should go. And if you're looking for a player pick on this game, um, Frank Honorat of Brest is worth looking at uh, to have one shot on target. The market is actually over 0.5 shots on target. He's available at minus 114. So it's not an official pick for me, but Frank Honorat scored a great goal last weekend against mm-hmm. PSG. He's a winger. He's not a central striker, but he's actually the best finisher in this press squad, in my opinion. And he's had a shot on target in four of their last five matches. So if you do want a player interest in this game, just have a look at Frank Conorat. He's available at minus 114 to have 0. Point, over 0.5 shots on target in the game. It is a market that James has great, great joy in, the shots on target market. Okay, boys, that's all we've got time for. That's it for Betting Weekly Extra Time Liga show. Uh, we will be back after the international break. Great games to return to, including PSG Leon on April the 2nd. A reminder, all the prices are available at the Bet Rivers website. It's goodbye from Steve James and myself, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks for round 29. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs>